You know, as I say on TV, new and improved. It is our pleasure to have with us the new and improved Ed Heading, <laughs> who is yep. a pastor at Pleasant View Baptist Church. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. Doing well. Doing well. 41 days out of hip surgery and uh, no restrictions. Man, you're doing great. Back to the golf course pretty soon. There yep. you go. Well, today I want to talk a little bit about God's will. And boy, we could spend a lot of time on this. There's a lot of perspectives, but I've entitled this Found God's Will. I I find many Christians who I talk to, they just think that finding God's will for big and small decisions in life is elusive or hard to find. Others I talk to don't understand how to find God's will at all and what steps to take to have peace that passes all understanding about important choices and decisions in their life. And so I think God gives us some pretty simple, basic principles to use in seeking Him and His will. But we have to also remember that we have to seek God's face of holiness holiness, and not just seek his hand of blessing. And I mm. think sometimes we, we like to focus on the hand of blessing more than the holiness. But I want to start with a story from Scripture. Abraham was getting even older as Isaac, the promised one, was coming of age to be married. And in the culture that day, marriages were arranged by parents. And Abraham wanted his son to have a godly wife, so he asked his faithful servant to travel back to where his kinfolk lived and to find Isaac, a godly woman, to marry. But Abraham did not want Isaac to marry anyone in the territory they currently live because uh, all those families worshipped pagan gods. So in Genesis 24, verse 7, Abraham was speaking to his servant. And Seth, would you read that for us? The Lord, the God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my kindred, and who spoke to me and swore to me, to your offspring I will give this land. He will send his angel before you, and you shall take a wife for my son from there. Abraham's servant, he made a covenant with Abraham, and he set off to find Isaac a wife. And as he approached the land after a long journey— He came where Abraham's relative lived, and the servant prayed to the Lord and asked God for direction as to who would be the woman he would approach and know that they would become or she would become Isaac's wife. For the sake of time, I'm leaving out a lot of important details about this story. You can read it all in Genesis 24. But the servant was led by God to Rebekah, who would soon become Isaac's wife. I want to focus on the servant's testimony of how God had clearly directed him to ask Rebecca and her family if she would go and become Isaac's wife. Ken, would you read Genesis twenty four seventeen? Sure. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of my master Abraham, who hath not left destitute my master of his mercy and his truth. I being in the way, the Lord led me to the house of my master's brethren. I love that phrase, I being in the way the Lord led me. And so as Abraham's servant sought God for his will and direction, he testified how he listened and obeyed God's leading to successfully carry out what he, Abraham's servant, had promised to his master Abraham. So the question is, how can we as Christ followers seek and find God's will in the daily decisions, the small and big decisions of our life? Well, here's uh, principle number one. It's the Square we must start on. It's the most important thing. We have to come to a place where we know Christ is our personal Savior. We have to be a believer in Christ. We have to be born again so we can have that personal relationship with God so that he can communicate clearly with us. 
Another second principle is we must not only be saved, but we must be surrendered to the Lordship of Christ. We must make ourselves available to be directed by God however he decides. Daily, we have to climb up on the altar and become a living sacrifice. That's why we get into God's Word daily. We take away what God wants us to obey for that day. And just like the servant of Abraham said, I being in the way, the Lord led me. Think of an example of uh, climbing up into a big truck, 18-wheeler, and you're sitting there and you haven't even started the engine. It's sitting still, and you try to steer, try to turn the steering wheel, and that's very difficult. But once you start that truck up, put it in gear and start moving, it's much easier to move the steering wheel if it's already going in some direction. The key there is if we're faithful to obey God and we're doing what God already wants us to do daily, then he's going to lead us. Principle number three, here's some ways and places that we can find God's will. The first place to search as we pray and seek God's will is for his direction in a certain choice or decision in life is by reading his word. I can't tell you how many times I personally came to God's Word in the morning for my devotions with lots of questions and facing decisions that day that required God's insights. And in those times in the Word, God would clearly show me what steps to take, what decisions to make, what to say to that person in a tough conversation that I would encounter that day. Psalm 119.105 says, Your Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. That's a great illustration because if you're on a dark forest trail at night and you've got a flashlight, the light only gives you a glimpse of a few feet around you to know where to take a couple steps. And after you take those couple steps, you get a view of the next few feet or yards in front of you. And that's how God leads us step by step. It would absolutely freak us out if God revealed his entire will for our lives the day that we receive Christ as Savior. Like the unrolling of a scroll, one roll at a time, God reveals his will and provides us the grace and what we need each day to fulfill his will. A second way we can know God's will is, is to find, is under the preaching and teaching of a good Bible-believing church. How many times have I gone to church and the sermon or the Sunday school lesson addressed a situation that I needed wisdom and guidance for? Or someone in a small group sitting next to me shared something that fit right in with my current situation. The Holy Spirit comes to us in those times and personalizes what we need. Another way to find God's will is through prayer. The Holy Spirit takes our prayers and petitions to God. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. He guides us into all truth. And when God reveals his will to us, sometimes in prayer, he fills our hearts with the peace that passes all understanding because of the decisions we've made. Seth, would you read Romans eight twenty six and 27, please? Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is in the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Yeah, so the Holy Spirit takes it to the very throne room of God, and then God shows us his will. Another way God reveals his will to us is through our current circumstances. As we seek the Lord and ask for his wisdom and direction, God can open and close doors until we find the path to take or the decision to make. This could be what job to take if there are two or three choices, what college to choose because we may have several that we've been accepted to, 
whether to pursue a romantic relationship with a person or not, God can use our circumstances in several different ways. In Acts 16, Paul had this experience, and he said, And they went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. And when they had come up to Mysiae, they attempted to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. So passing by Mycenae, they went down to Troas. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing there, urging him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. And when Paul had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. You see, if you look at the map and these geographic locations, Paul attempted to go in a variety of directions, north, south, east, to share Christ and to do ministry, but God kept closing the doors in order to direct him finally to Macedonia. As you and I pray and ask God for his will, let us be patient. Remember, we're not on God, remember that we are on God's clock, God's calendar, not ours. And God is never late. He always shows up on time and provides us the perfect answer with the resources to do what he's directing us to do. The hard part for us sometimes with our finite minds is that we have to wait and we have to not take things into our own hands to, quote, make, end of quote, what we think is God's will. A good example is that when Ishmael was born to Abraham and Hagar at the direction and lack of faith of Abraham's wife, Sarah. Another idea or place you could find God's will sometimes, and I don't want to put God in the box and say these are just the four or five things that you can do. I've actually heard people uh, in other parts of the world have visions or dreams from God to reveal his will. I could offer other things unique to people's situations that I've heard, but here's a couple more resources that can help in seeking God's will. One is talking to some godly counselors, godly friends who know you well for your counsel and advice. Ken, would you read Proverbs eleven fourteen? Where there is no guidance, a people falls, but in an abundance of counselors, there's safety. I call this our own personal cabinet of advisors that God gives us. These are the go-to people you know, and they know you very well. They can see your talents. They can see your spiritual gifts. They know your personality. They can speak wisdom into your life. Sometimes we need people outside of us to see things we can't see. We have to be open and willing to listen to their counsel and compare it to the Word of God and filter their words of advice through the Holy Spirit. One more idea. Sometimes it can be as simple as taking a piece of paper, making two columns, and listing the pros and cons and writing down the options. God can bring clarity to our thinking sometimes by doing that as we pray. The one thing I want to drive home as we bring this devotional to a close is that God is madly in love with us, those of us who are followers of Christ, and he wants to reveal to us his will more than we want to know it. He loves it when his children come seeking and depending on him for direction and for what is the very best God can give us in this life. Sometimes following God's will brings us tough choices, but remember always God has our best interests in mind, and he's gone before us. He always knows what is best for us, and he knows best how he can use us because he created us. Mm-hmm. A great promise from God's word in Jeremiah 33, 3, call unto me, and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Mm. 
Are we going to God first to get his will, or do we use human reasoning and other resources before we come to God and hear what he has to say about a decision or choice we need to make? That's a good challenge for us mm-hmm. to think about today. Yeah, sure is. It's a you know, it's one of those things. Focusing on what is God's will, isn't that the just just a daily challenge? Yep. it's just one of yep. those great things. I know you've got uh, a limited amount of time, but I wanted to ask you. You, you were mentioning you've got something kind of special coming up yep. here pretty quick, right? Yep. So this Sunday, I think it's February twenty fifth at five o'clock at Pleasant View Baptist Church, sixty four hundred Crow Creek Road in Bettendorf. We're going to have a movie. Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk. It's called Letter to the American Church. Mm. It's a movie about a book that Eric Metaxas wrote, kind of showing the parallels between what our country is going through and what the churches didn't do during the time of Nazi Germany uh, Mm. killing all those Jews. And Mm -hmm. so it's an interesting parallel for us to think about. It's free, and there's plenty of refreshments for anybody who wants to come. Okay, one more time, the date and time. Uh, February 25th, Sunday. And that is at 5 o'clock at Pleasant View Baptist Church, 6400 Crow Creek Road, Bettendorf. Very cool. Always a pleasure, my friend. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Ed.